Hey, Survivor. So today I have a short story that I want to read to you. I really hope you enjoy it. Um, it's from the Stitches collection. This is going to be Dark Flesh. This short story is called Dark Flesh. Blood-soaked wings dripped warm droplets from the heavens. And in that moment, I knew my fate was sealed. Fly, you are the swiftest among us. Soar now and bring back the king, bring back the armies and wizards. My mother's voice trembled. Her once regal presence diminished by weakness, injury and the gnawing hunger that plagued us all. From Uncle Randall, whose towering figure boasted shimmering onyx skin, to the twins, Twilight and Stardust, whose whispered words revealed the toll the icy cold had taken on their fragile forms. We were the black spots and mists a mountain of snow and ice fading into oblivion. My queen, his wings cannot withstand this weather. Uncle Randall spoke truthfully, his words piercing my mother's flickering hope. She turned her gaze away from him, her attention fixed on twilight, whose lips had turned ashen resembling the remnants of a dying fire. I pushed myself off the frigid ground and gazed towards the west. I will follow the setting sun and return with substance by nightfall. This land is desolate, Guga. Nothing thrives amidst the ice. Uncle Rondell cautioned, but I plunged my sword into the ground, using it as leverage to stand tall. No land is devoid of flesh, I asserted, hearing my mother's desperate pleas for Uncle Rondell to accompany me. If only I had known then what I know now, how I wish he had never followed. Five months later. You must eat, grandmother insisted, her wrinkled fingers urging me to take the cake into my mouth. Before I could decline, the sweetness crumbled along my tongue and I recoiled with laughter. I am full, mama, I responded, throwing my hands up in a playful surrender. Grandma persisted moving closer with her plate of treats. But like I always did to avoid things I disliked, I took to the sky. Flapping my wings and slicing through the air, grandmother's words faded into the distance. I soared high above the lush green trees, inhaling the fragrance of cherry blossoms. The warmth of the sun caressed my glowing brown skin, and for the first time in months, I felt genuinely happy to be alive. 
Goku. My name tickled through my ear and I smiled, thinking of the lips that it lives on. My body twirled through the sky and bolted toward the place my heart called home. Amber, sweet Amber, how radiant one can be even in this hour. The door to her cottage stood open. Leaning against the inner wall, broken off its hinges, my eyes took in the sight. But it was the bloody handprint on the wood that seized my full attention. My hand reached out towards the bloodstain, my fingers settling within its marks. And that's when I saw her. Eyes a milky white. She was focused on gnawing through the cartilage of her wings. Her teeth tore at the remnants of flesh, blood sparkling as it mingled with the tattered wing. Gashes ran down the center of her chest. Blood and torn fabric intertwined with her skin at the hours of rest. Amber, I whispered to no one but despair. Her eyes snapped up from her wing, briefly meeting mine before she leaped to her feet and sprinted towards me. Her hand stretched out, her mouth wide as I watched her blood-stained teeth draw closer, craving the sweet nectar of my flesh. Meat! She wailed. I swiftly grabbed her outstretched arms and tossed her into the dirt of her front yard. She swiftly got to her feet, teeth snapping in my direction. My hand instinctively moved towards the hilt of my sword, fingers poised around the cool metal. I gazed at her my eyes locked in a dance with a familiar window that once welcomed my soul. Within that milky gaze, I searched for the Fae who would rest her head on my racing heart. The Fae who held magic within hidden pockets of her very being. Amber, a whisper from the lips of a lover but as she rushed towards me, screaming for meat and blood, I realized my whisper had fallen on dead ears. The sword was swiftly unsheathed, and just as fast as I placed a crown of roses on her head and asked her to be mine, I severed her head from her neck. Her lifeless body crumbled to the floor Yet her decapitated head continued to snap and scream. With caution, I approached her and took hold of her black curly hair in my hands and then took to the sky, seeking the only person who could make all things right. Father, my panicked voice echoed through the castle walls but I wasn't the only one calling for him. The twins were bickering at his feet, 
She took it. I did not. You did too. Took what? My father, the king, knelt down, observing his little miracles, both having survived the perilous birth and the harshness of the ice and snow. It, they screamed in unison. What is father? I interrupted, raising Amber's head in my hand. Though her jaw moved sluggishly, it continued to spew curses for flesh and blood. What's on the holy? It's happening all across the kingdom, your majesty. My father's hand, Sir Bloom, entered hastily behind me. He carefully circled around, eyeing the remnants of amber in my grasp. A dark madness has fallen upon us, resurrecting the dead from the icy embrace of the earth. Go find your mother, the king commanded the twins. The twins slowly rose to their feet, fleeing from the chaos I had brought into our castle. I set the head down on the floor and pointed towards it. Her eyes were white when I found her, and she was devouring her own wings. The king approached Amber's head and extended his hand. Your sword, he breathed. I withdrew my blade and handed it to him, witnessing as he plunged it deeply into the center of Amber's skull. Blood splattered onto my father's face. And then he turned to me, Amber's blood tracing down his cheek. What is this madness? It's the dark flesh. A curse from centuries past, Bloom declared, casting a grave gaze in my direction. That is what has befallen us now. My eyes dropped to the bloody severed head that bled at my feet before returning to Bloom. This must be stopped. We have no idea what this is, my father interjected. It is the dark preposterous. No one within the kingdom harbors such hunger. Life here is good, easy. There is no need for such barbaric cravings, my father rebuttaled. Then outside the kingdom, Bloom replied. Speculations will not bring us closer to a solution. Whatever this affliction may be, the remedy remains the same. Gather the afflicted, confine them in the courtyard until we unravel this mystery. Enforce a curfew throughout the kingdom. Your majesty, what about those who won't be easily apprehended? Bloom inquired. My father locked eyes with Bloom and then shifted his gaze to me. The safety of the kingdom takes precedence. Execute all those who refuse to comply. The people will revolt, killing the sick father. Go see to your mother and siblings. My father interrupted me. But father, go, he shouted, and I obeyed his command reminding me of my place, listening to them speak of the dark flesh and hushed voices. The castle halls were silent, 
devoid of the bustling servants preparing for the day's events. They were likely seeking safety with their families. I arrived at the twins' room and froze, just as it had been at my beloved's home. A bloody handprint marked the center of the door, albeit smaller this time. My fingers instinctively reached for it, only to have the door violently flung open. My son, come in quickly, my mother commanded. Mother, what is the twins are not themselves? She uttered the word so casually that one would think it meant the twins were merely unwell or unhappy. However, as I, as my gaze shifted beyond her to the blood-streaked room, I saw them, two bloody mirror images feasting upon the flesh of what appeared to be their chambermaid. I recoiled in horror, but my mother's hand swiftly covered my mouth, preventing a scream from escaping. Don't you dare, not after all I've done for you. I forcefully removed her hands from my mouth. They are devouring face, I whispered fiercely. It cannot be helped. When they sleep, they must feed. They know not what they do, my mother explained, her eyes avoiding mine, weakened by guilt. If the kingdom were to discover the truth, they would kill us, she added. Us. They are the monsters that killed my beloved. I unsheathed my blood-stained sword and pushed my mother aside. I will rid them of this darkness myself. My voice rose, capturing the twins' attention. Their eyes, like my beloved's, were glazed over in white. But they paid me little heed before returning to their macabre feast. The murderer you seek is in this room, but not among the twins, my mother declared. My sword was at the ready and I contemplated calling my father, but no man should be forced to kill their own children. I have no time for your games, mother, I hissed. My sword rose, and then she grabbed my arm. We don't remember what we do. Some mornings it feels like a nightmare, and on others it is as if nothing has happened. But for the past few months, I have stayed awake. I have followed you children and cleaned up your messes, she confessed. She nodded towards the twins feasting upon the body like savage wolves. Some messes are easier to clean than others. This is madness, I muttered, my hand inching towards the door she was mad, and they were monsters. As my fingers curled around the doorknob, my mother turned her head towards me. When was the last time you ate? She asked. What? I replied, taken back. The last time you had a meal, 
Can you remember? She pressed. I pondered for a moment, and every time I thought I had a memory of a meal, my mind then recalled turning it away. I remembered rejecting grandma's cake and spitting it out as I took to the skies. Gazing at my mother, I, I shook my head lightly. I, I don't recall, I admitted. But you're always full, she added. Yes, I confirmed. And does that not strike you as peculiar, she questioned. Peculiar, indeed. But this, I gestured towards the twins, raising my eyebrow. This goes beyond peculiar, I asserted. The last meal I remember eating was the one in the snow she revealed, her voice soft. My hand gripped the doorknob and I swung the door open. I'm going to find father. I shouted before slamming the door shut and wedging my sword between the handle and the wall, sealing them in. Gagu! Once again, my name reverberated in my ears, but it was not the voice of my beloved or my mother. I listened intently tracing the source of the cry through the labyrinth corridors of my father's castle. Gogu! The voice grew deeper and the air turned colder. I halted in front of an icy door, pushing it open with trembling hands. The wood scraped against the frozen floor covered in a blanket of snow. Crossing my arms over my chest, the muscles in my wings tightened. With each step through the snow, I felt myself transported back to that nightmarish snowy landscape from months ago. Gargu. I turned my head and there stood Uncle Rondell wearing a blood-stained smile. All will be well, Gagu. Your father will send for us and we will survive. My gaze fixated on the blood trickling from his teeth and then I averted my eyes back to the snow. But we need to eat, I whispered. The land is barren, Uncle Randall muttered. His hand rested on my shoulder, his frigid fingers inching towards my neck. Come now, let us return. No land is devoid of flesh, I declared. When I glanced back at him, his eyes widened, reminiscent of the day my sword pierced his chest. And then his body fell apart into fragments of chopped meat meat that sustained us for five days. Gagu! I turned to the white expanse of snow where Uncle Randall's head wore a twisted blood-soaked smile nestled in a soft mound. Dark red stains formed around him. Dark flesh doesn't seem to agree with you, my boy. Randell erupted into laughter. 
I clamped my hands over my ears, but his maniacal laughter pierced through my skull as if he were screaming from within me. Gagu! I gazed skyward where my father hovered above me, the moonlight casting an airy glow on the axe he clasped in his hand. I released a lifeless body. I hadn't realized I was clenching, yet the taste of flesh lingered in on my lips. Mother had been right. Sleep became a gateway to a hell where unspeakable acts were committed. I'm so sorry, my father whispered. His words barely audible amidst the flapping of his blood-soaked wings. Blood-soaked wings dripped warm droplets from the heavens. And in that moment, I knew my fate was sealed. I'm awake, I whispered, as the axe sliced through the air, its final destination, my skull. Right, so let me know what you thought about that story. Do you, do you want to see more fave zombie horror? I don't know. I had a real had a real kick just writing like horror fantasy. I don't think that's something that I I step into too much, mostly because I feel like feel like fantasy and sci-fi to me are just like a really really uh, imposing genre. It can be so large and so just filled with things and maps and dialects and people are creating whole languages. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know if I want to play in that playground, but this was fun. So just let me know if you enjoyed this. Uh, if you want to hear any other, I don't know, readings or yeah, just let me know what's going on. As always, stay safe, stay woke, and stay alive.